0: I figured out how to install it. It's a keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys, which, by the way, I didn't even have a key to my front door. Uh, Yeah, I had to go through the garage, so I would be SOL if something were to happen, but not anymore with Yuffie. It's keyless. You have no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge monthly fees. Your recording is locally and never have to pay for storage. And the customer service is top-notch. Now, let's be real. I didn't have to use it. I figured out how to use that Phillips screwdriver to install. Trust me, guys. I, I, I'm i not lying to you. It is extremely easy. But if you have issues with your Yuffie or installation, be rest assured. Yuffie's on standby for you 24-7. So you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door.
1: Let's see if this still works. Welcome into the Arrowhead Attic Podcast on the Fan-Sided Podcasting Network on the arrowheadaddict.com website. I'm your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. If you're a returning listener, you know, me by, you know me by now. I've been on every episode of the Arrowhead Attic Podcast, and you'll also know we haven't had a show since the... AFC title game, previewing that title game. So I feel like it would be disingenuous for me to just come in here and ramble on about the Chiefs and act like nothing ever happened. I feel like you guys deserve an explanation for why this podcast has been obsolete for a couple weeks, uh, almost a month. Well, the simple answer is life gets in the way. You know, recently, about the midway point of the season, it became, this podcast became all on me and with... School, my two other jobs, and then picking up another job with the Locked On Podcast Network. It was difficult to find time for my bullish strategy of three episodes a week. So I talked to my boss at Fanside, my, my editor over there at com, Matt, who does a great job, and we discussed a strategy, we discussed a plan to get this podcast back on track, and that's what we're going to do. So I apologize first and foremost for this podcast not being uploaded consistently that's my biggest thing from here on out which is just being consistent, finding what works and sticking with being consistent. Because as a podcast listener myself, not just a host of this podcast and the Locked On Royals podcast, I also am a listener myself of other podcasts. And I find that my most enjoyable experience listening to podcasts is knowing when I can expect certain shows to come out. And so this is the plan moving forward. Okay. In the off season, we're going to do two shows a week. I will be the host of all of them. I'll have on as many people as I can to help me because this is, you know, you might not think it is, but podcasting is very difficult, especially whenever you're by yourself and it's only one person's opinion getting put out there and you're not really arguing with anyone or discussing with anyone events. You're just kind of rambling for 30 minutes, 40 minutes an hour. Uh, So I will be having as many people on as I possibly can. I know Arrowhead Tom, who's been on the show many times, is going to be a guy who consistently comes on. We'll get him going this offseason about the draft from from now until until after the draft, and we'll get him back for the 2021 draft in August. I mean, he's going to be on here a ton, uh, even about chief stuff, not just the draft. He's a really good follow on Twitter at Arrowhead Tom. Uh, so he'll be on here a lot to, with helping me out with the podcast. So the plan moving forward, of course, is me to host this show, get as many people involved, as possible. Especially from the arrowheadact.com website. So you can kind of put a voice with who you're reading. And then also the schedule. I tried my hardest to make this a three episode a week thing. But being that there's no co-host. There's no one to to kind of pick up the slack. If, if things happen at work. If things happen at school. If things happen within the family. I mean it it got pretty difficult. So Let's go with two shows a week to book in the weeks, okay? We're going to do a start of the week show around Monday and Tuesday, end of the week show on Thursday, Friday, so we'll cover it all with two shows a week, and then if there is any big breaking news, we can have an emergency podcast, If Chris Jones gets traded, if Chris Jones signs somewhere else, if Chris Jones signs an extension, we can have an emergency podcast no matter what day that falls on and talk all about Chris Jones and all the breaking news. But two shows a week I think is good, especially to start out and be consistent because, again, I appreciate everyone who stuck with me and stuck with this podcast and this website. But I do understand that as a podcast listener, consistency is is key. And if you're not getting that consistency, you're going to forget about the show, especially if you don't subscribe. So I do apologize again profusely for this podcast. Getting lost in the shuffle a little bit over the last month, but we're back and we're going to be consistent. It's going to be two times a week. So with all that being said, again, I'm Ryland Stiles. If you don't know who I am, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. From here on out, you can follow me over there and tweet me over there about what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, and then also just Chiefs in general, just any opinions you may have. If you bring them up on Twitter, I will more than likely talk about them on the show, tell you if I agree or if I don't agree with you, and uh, get your opinion out there as well. So this show, I want it to be something in which we encompass a large group of people, in which we get not only writers from the website on, but also you involved. I want a lot of interaction between all of us, and I want the show to be something that you look forward to. So I hope that we can build that out. So the structure will be Chiefs news, NFL news. So we'll get those two. And then, you know, during the slow periods, we'll probably have an XFL segment. Uh, If you are a Full House fan, I was thinking of doing a Rush Hour Renegades segment because the Renegades are the team I'm choosing to follow in the XFL. So we'll have a Rush Hour Renegades segment on the podcast starting with the next episode. Uh, That's, uh, of course, the old radio show that Joey and Jesse used to do on full house. That's where I came up with that segment name. So credit the full house on that one. Uh, but for this episode, it's going to be short and sweet. It's just going to be something to get our feet wet. And you know, next episode we'll reset. We'll refocus. We'll preview the entire off season. All the questions that are, ha- that you have for the chiefs and the entire NFL will preview next episode but for today, again, let's just let's just recenter ourselves. Let's get back on track with the Arrowhead Podcast, and let's remind you that the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. I cannot believe it. As I sit here at my desk, as I sit here sipping coffee from my Chiefs Super Bowl mug, I can I still can't believe the Chiefs won a Super Bowl in my lifetime, and it's a Super Bowl that leaves you fulfilled. I mean, there there was no real controversy uh, involving it. There was a historic 10-point comeback. I mean, how can you come back in all these games? Every game of the postseason, you make a, a double-digit comeback. It it was an incredible game. Now, of course, 49er fans are upset about the Wasp play, thinking there was a hold. I, that's not a hold, and anyone who, who watches football understands it's not a hold, and that's not something that is getting pushed nationally. That's something that's getting pushed by San Francisco, and that's going to happen no matter who wins or loses a Super Bowl. One fan base is always going to be upset One fan base is always going to look for digs and edges of why they lost the game. So, from a national standpoint, we can all agree this was a good Super Bowl. The right team won, and it was a fun game. I mean, this left you so complete. And it also left Chiefs fans, now, now bringing it back to just Kansas City and just the Chiefs kingdom here, it also left Chiefs fans excited. This is not the end. This is not... Peyton Manning throwing 50 yards and the defense carrying him to a Super Bowl. This is not the end for this run. This is the beginning of this run. Patrick Mahomes is a second-year starter, and he won a Super Bowl. There's a lot to be excited about moving forward. This is not all about looking back. This is even more so about looking at how, how many more can they win? How much more can they do? So this Super Bowl... You could not have asked for a, a better Super Bowl than this for a Chiefs fan. Now again, Chiefs Kingdom is one of the most tortured fan bases in all of the NFL. So if I would have elected to hit a, to, for the Chiefs to win a Super Bowl at any moment, you would have said yes. It doesn't matter how it happened. It doesn't matter the circumstances. It doesn't matter if the run was at the beginning stage or the end stage. You wouldn't care entering this year. You just wanted that Super Bowl. But now that it's here, now that it's happened, it's even more exciting. It's even more fun. It's even more rewarding, because, like I said, this is only the beginning. This is only the start of what could be something magical in Kansas City, of what could be a Patriots-like run. And people are so scared to say that. People are so afraid nationally. and, and, And you have some people saying, you know, well, he's only won one Super Bowl so far. Well, yeah, he's only had two chances, folks, and he went to the AFC title game last year. There's no reason... Besides it being football and it being hard to do, outside of it being hard to do, there is no logical on-paper reason why this can't be a championship run here, a string-together dynasty like the Patriots. Again, besides the ball not bouncing your way, which can happen in football. But you can say that for any sport. You can say that for anything in life, that things might not break your way. But on paper right now, you've laid the foundation to have a championship core... For a long, long time. Patrick Mahomes is young. And if we all agree he has out-of-this-world talent, and I'll go on record, and I have already in saying he's the best quarterback I've ever seen, then take away the weapons. Let let somebody, you know, let Sammy Watkins go get paid this offseason. Cut him. Retire. Do whatever Sammy Watkins wants to do. Take Sammy Watkins away. He'll find someone else, just like Tom Brady has. I think that they both have that skill set of, it doesn't matter who's around Patrick Mahomes. Can you run fast? Can you get open? He'll find you. He'll make you get open with the ways he can throw the football. So you have the offense covered no matter the weapons. I know that that's a, that's a big talking point is, well, what if he didn't have the weapons? What if he didn't have Andy Reid? Oh, you can say that for... For everyone, you can say that for everything in life. You can always have qualifiers. And there's a good point out there of, okay, these guys were not all first round picks. Tyreek Hill, now that was personal, you know, that was a, that was a off the field issue, but he fell to the fifth round. Travis Kelsey was what? A, a third round pick. Nicole Hardman, a second round pick. Sammy Watkins, a free agency pickup that anyone could have had. This was not something out of the ordinary. They, they did a good job finding talent. They did a good job developing talent. And then they hit on Patrick Mahomes, who, by the way, the Bears could have had. They chose Mitch Trubisky. And the Chiefs are the ones who traded up and wanted them. So, I mean, this is all turning up Chiefs here. And I think that some people are scared to admit nationally that this is going to be a Patriots-like run. But it will be. Now, the six Super Bowls, can you count on that? No, there's a bit of luck involved in that. You know, you've got to have the ball bounce your way and you've got to hit on certain things and you've got to keep your coach around and Andy Reid's not getting any younger, blah, blah, blah. But they're going to be competitive. They're going to make it to the AFC title game. They're going to make it to the Super Bowl multiple times. And once you get there, anything can happen. Just like last year. This could easily be the second straight time that they're in the Super Bowl and the second straight time that they win the Super Bowl. Easily. If D. Ford lines up correctly they get the game-winning pick, the ball game's over. If the coin flip happens differently and, and Mahomes gets the ball first, the ball game's probably over. So, I mean, last year they could have went to the Super Bowl. This year they did go to the Super Bowl. That's two for two for Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes did enough in both years to get to the Super Bowl. Two for two. First-year starter, second-year starter. This run is not ending this year, and that's what makes the Super Bowl so much more special. I also want to talk about the parade for a second because there's a terrible, terrible national narrative going around about the Chiefs fans didn't show up, and I can't believe the Royals had more fans than this. And Ross Tucker was a guy who pointed that out, saying, I can't believe that Kansas City loves baseball more than football. That's just totally false. I mean, that couldn't be further from the truth. Kansas City fans don't give a rip about baseball besides when they win. All right, There's there's a subsection of fans who love the Royals, of course, I, I appreciate you greatly. But Ned Yost was begging fans, begging fans in August of 2014 when they went to the World Series to show up to the K, begging fans. Let the Chiefs go, you know, start out 1 in 10. Arrowhead will be sold out still. Now there's going to be a ton of booze and signage of, of saying sell the team and and fire this guy, fire that guy. Ton ton of negative signage, ton of ton of negative flyovers of of, of the the airplane banners, but they'll be there. They'll show up. They'll support. They'll watch on TV. They'll, they'll they'll still support the Chiefs. So Chiefs fans love football. And they love football, I think, more than any other fan base. Any other fan base. Per capita, they love football more than any other fan base. So that was stupid. Second of all, the picture that they're using, okay, the picture they're using to disparaged Chiefs fans in that parade was a terrible PR decision by the Kansas City Chiefs, who took the picture hours before the parade made it to that point at, at Union Station. If you use a picture from when the parade made it to Union Station, the place was packed just like the Royals, if not more so than the Royals. I would say more than the Royals in 2015. So, I can't stand that narrative either. Uh, that's kind of grinding my gears right now, if you will. But that's kind of died down as we get further and further away from the Super Bowl. But again, it's just still amazing that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Uh, for you, I, I would love for you guys to send me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Do you believe this can be a a Patriots-like run for the Chiefs? Or are you one of the people who are saying, hey, let's slow down here. This is fun. This is awesome. Mahomes is cool. Let's slow down on the Patriots, all right. They've won one Super Bowl. I'm interested to see uh, what different people believe, what different people uh, have an opinion on on this because there's there's not really a wrong answer, I don't think. I mean, you can make the points I just did about the Chiefs being right in the thick of things every year from here until you know 15 years from now. You can make that argument very easily. You can also make the argument of, hey, it's football injuries. You know, the ball doesn't bounce correctly. The coin flip goes the wrong way. Andy Reid retires. I mean, you can make the, the, the case of, you know, why it, it, this will be the end if you want to. I mean, I want to see what people think out there on Twitter. So let's wrap the show up with this last point. Again, we're going to recenter this show later this week as we preview the offseason. But the last point for today is going to be a shorter episode. Is Eric Biennemi is interviewing with Colorado for their head coaching job. Of course, Eric Bieniemy was a running back at Colorado, and Colorado has recently gotten their head coach spot open because Mel Tucker left in the middle of the night after saying he wouldn't. After saying he wouldn't go to Michigan State, he left in the middle of the night and went to the Spartans, and so he'll be in Lansing, Michigan, and Eric Bieniemy is interviewing for the Colorado job. The thing with this though is, they just interviewed uh, Brett Bielema. If you're going to interview another coach after Eric Bieniemy, that lets me know Biennemi turned him down, that Biennemi was not interested in the Colorado job, and I can't blame him. I mean, does Eric Biennemi deserve to be a head coach? You have heard me on this podcast, if you go back and listen a couple episodes ago. I have said Biennemi deserves deserves to be an NFL head coach. He deserves to be a head coach in the National Football League. So Colorado probably doesn't do it for him. Probably not. And I think that this next offseason... If the NFL teams are smart, if the front offices are smart, he will be a NFL head coach. Just wait it out, 16 more games. Now, it's it's incredibly frustrating, I'm sure, that bien has to wait 16 more games, plus the playoffs, but he has to wait 16 more games to be a head coach. Because, again, talent-wise, resume-wise, ability-wise, I think he's ready to be a head coach right now, as does Andy Reid. There's no reason that Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy should have easily gotten a head coaching job, but Eric Bienemy struggles. There's no reason for that. So I don't think Colorado floats his boat, even being his alma mater. I think that he prefers to wait it out on staff and become an NFL head coach, hopefully, next offseason. Now, next offseason, if the NFL thing doesn't work out again and he's just itching to be a head coach, maybe he does make that jump to college. But I think that he'll stick it out another year and he'll be in Kansas City whenever they travel to St. Joe for training camp here in a couple months. I mean, it's unbelievable the turnaround in football and really all sports now, how quickly we go from a title to the start of the of the preseason. But uh, that's another point. If you care about spring training, I mean, excuse, excuse me, if you care about training camp, spring training on my mind as the Royals are in Surprise, Arizona, and I just got done recording the latest Locked On Royals podcast. If you care at all about Spring. If you care at all about training camp, the Chiefs just signed a new deal with St. Joseph and the school there uh, to continue holding training camp in St. Joe as they have for the last 10 years. I'm not quite sure how long it's been, but it's been quite a while, it feels like uh, to me. I've always, always heard it as it being in St. Joe. But nonetheless, uh, that's all the news I have for today. Again, only 20 minutes, a bit of a shorter show. But as I said, we're back on track. Okay, that's first of all. Again, I apologize for ever getting off track. That's second of all. Third of all, two episodes a week from here until forever. Two episodes a week. And next episode, we'll preview from top to bottom the offseason. We'll start with the Chiefs, clean them up top to bottom, and then we'll move on to the NFL and we'll give some predictions on what I think will happen, the free agency, and the NFL draft. So, cannot wait for that. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting. And thank you for those of you who came back to this podcast even after we had that rough patch of going off track and, and, and failed uploads. I appreciate you guys a lot. Be good, and be good to one another. And we'll see you next time on the Arrowhead Addict Podcast.